Hello everyone, welcome back to the Up The Guts podcast. Joining you as always, your host Tricky and uh, no no guests with me like JP or Dill, they're not here, uh, a bit slack if you ask me, but we're joined by someone who's been on the podcast before, uh, Connor Murphy. How are we, Connor? G'day, old Trickamundo. <laughs> How are you, buddy? I'm good. What's happened to the other two? Just uh, ditched you for today. Well, Dill reckons he's got a bit of the cough. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's what he tries to say, but... Um, and then JP's moved into a new house in Cranbourne, and uh, he's oh very nice. Well done, JP. Yeah, and um, he had some stuff he had to do for that as well. So that's his reason. Fair so, enough. Yeah. So what's been going on with you? Dill Not much. Have, Dill doesn't have a grand final this week. Uh no. He they won't be calling in sick to a grand final. Oh no! Here we go. <laughs> Shout out, Harry. Yeah, I'm not gonna. No, nah, I'm not even gonna give you a mention. No, <laughs> still not happy with my man H, but yeah, bit soft, isn't it? Uh, just deplorable, some would say. Yeah, it really is. All right, so before, um, as we start each episode, we like to go on about the weekend, about highs and lows of the weekend, mainly around footy. So, um, would you like to start off? What's one of your highs off the top of your head? Do you reckon? Uh, honestly. I shouldn't be saying this as a Carlton supporter, but Carlton, they are a high. Absolutely. The game yesterday was very impressive. Yes, they kind of let it go and they should have won by a lot more, but it's really good to see Carlton sitting at three and zip after, what, 20 years of pretty much absolute shit. Yeah. So it's good to see them back, definitely. Uh, What about a low? A low? Uh, You know what? Probably my team, Essendon, three and, uh, zero and three. Not looking that good. Yes, we've played some pretty good um, teams, but pretty disappointing as an Essendon supporter. But there's only one club that I would say is more disappointing than uh, Essendon, and that's Port. They mm. are in turmoil, to be honest. Yeah, they really, they really are. It's not, they're not looking good at all. No, they're playing disgraceful football. We know what's going on with West Coast, so obviously... You know, you cut them a, a bit of slack there, but Port, they've got real no excuse, to be honest. No, nah, not at all. My high, I reckon, on the weekend was probably uh, Max King's last quarter. Yeah. That was impressive. Four, was it uh, four, four goals in the last quarter, pretty much won him the game off his own boot, bring him in. Oh, he won the game for them. 100% he won that game for them. He's just looking like he's able to monster teams now. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. And I think he's got some good support around him now with Hayes, who's kind of emerged as a pretty good uh, forward. And then Paddy Ryder comes back into the side. It really strengthens their um, their big men, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my low. To, actually, no. As a Collingwood supporter, my low is the lead we coughed up in the last quarter. But to be honest, I am not surprised. No. Um, if I, I wouldn't be too disappointed with the Pies... Everyone wrote them off uh, yeah, pre-season. Yeah. They're, they're a young side. They're going to die in the second half. Yeah. And honestly, I'd expect them to be looking pretty good uh, come halfway through the year, and then they'll probably have a pretty poor last half of the year just because they're a young side. But then they've got some shining light. Yeah. Um, while we're going on that, what are your thoughts on uh, Kane Corns um, really attacking the young Jack Ginevan? 
Uh, I mean, it's fair, but I love it. As in good on him. And he, yeah, he hasn't he hasn't backed down. He went and bleached his hair, so he's even just gone a bit more showtime. Yeah, I'm saying good on it. It's actually good to see like kids enjoying their footy and celebrating a win. Like most of the time, you just see robots after a win. They do the the obviously their song, and there's not that much passion in it. It's good to see a kid do that. To be honest, your thoughts? Um, yeah, to an extent, I like it because everyone always says we want character in the game. And then as soon as someone comes out and gives character, they knock them down straight away. It's 100%. just like, do we want it or do we not? Oh, you want it. You want to see character. Yeah. You want to see what it, like, that happens at local level every week. Mm-hmm. Why can't it happen at the AFL, to be honest? I know it's a, a professional professionalism now and that's their jobs, but it's good to see that character, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. I just think... He might have went a bit too hard, Corns, a little bit maybe. But I That's like the his way job, Yeah, I like the way Ginevan's responded, gone and bleached his hair. And you see his little he had like an interview after the it was after the game and it was just like, um, what are your thoughts on it? And he goes, Do you see yourself and as that like little interrogator? He goes, Oh yeah, that's my role in the team. Been doing it since I was a little kid and I'll keep doing it. Good on him, I say. Good on him. Corns is always gonna go hard on things like that. He's never one to back down either. No. Yeah, no, I love it. Now, on to the weekend. Um, so, obviously, on Thursday night, Western Bulldogs, Sydney. Bulldogs finally getting on the board, getting their first win. I was backing Sydney in this game, I'm not going to lie. I don't know about you. I backed the Bulldogs to jump back just because it was down here at uh, Marvel, and the Bulldogs play Marvel very, very well. And to be honest, they should have buried Sydney in that first quarter. Yeah, definitely. I knew they were always going to come, but I just – I don't know, I just like the look of Sydney. That they're, they're just they're gonna win a flag soon. You'd think so. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, like they, that young talent is Yeah, they've got young talent and they've got old talent. Like Franklin's still as dominant as ever. And then you've got the likes of Lloyd, Kennedy, those kind of characters. Parker's starting to and Heaney's looks like he could be back to his best. So yeah, they're definitely a threat come September this year, I reckon. A person from the Bulldogs, though, who's really shined um, this season, getting back into that form of All-Australian, I believe, would have been about 2016, 2017, Josh Dunkley. 31, touch- oh, yeah. 31 touches on the weekend and 11 tackles. He's just oh, he was best on ground yeah. by a country mile on uh, Thursday night? Thursday night. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he's a, he's a class act, and I'm still gutted Essendon couldn't get the deal done on him. Because he would have been a great pickup for us, but he's he's a gun. Mm-hmm. And Bailey Smith also had thirty-one. He just does it pretty much week in week out, really now. Now, yeah, he's starting to really have that consistent form. So, and I mean, it's pretty easy when you've got the midfield that he has. So he's really not getting looked after week on week because you've got likes of McRae, Dunkley, Bontempelli, Trelaw. Like really, Bailey Smith's probably the fifth. Fifth mid, sixth mid, really, isn't he? Yeah. Another one that I highlighted was um, I thought Alex Keefe was strong down back. Had 19 touches, took 12 marks and kicked a goal. His third goal ever in AFL. Yeah, how similar. Was it the first goal of the game? No. No, I don't think it was first goal. But it was early yeah. on, I think. It was a, yeah, it was. It was a 50, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was a 50-meter penalty he got it from. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, listen, and I would say the biggest criticism with Bulldogs 
is probably their defence and it's good to see him standing up because I would say that's probably what they're lacking is a real key defender. Because he's not he's so, not a one he's not a number one um Oh defender. god no. No. No, it, but they just meet, they're just missing that backman, I reckon. They've got the four line. They probably need another tall forward, but midfield, their small forwards are good. And who, they're just missing that real key backman. So hopefully he can step into that role, maybe. Who, who's one person, even you just pick out from a team, that you think would suit perfectly as that key defender for the Bulldogs? That even they could Ooh. try and, you know, try and look at chasing. There's not much on offer, though, because you, you, if you look at it, you, Ridley's locked down at Essendon. McGovern, maybe? As in Jeremy? Yeah, Jeremy yeah. McGovern. He had a good game on the weekend, so he could be someone that could, if West Coast uh, continue with his turmoil, um, you know, he could be one to chuck some money at, I would think. He's always been a classy player. Uh, another person yeah. who... Was good and surprisingly, everyone loves Tom Hickey, but Tim English actually outrucked him, beat him in the hitouts, twenty-eight to twenty-four. Also had twenty-one, uh, no, twenty-four touches, and took eight marks. Yeah, no, he was exceptional, and he's had a lot of criticism over the last couple of years about stepping in that role as a ruckman. Everyone thought he was too small, like not obviously size, weight, a bit too small, not that athletic. But yeah, no, he's really um coming good. Yeah, and just one moment that highlighted me probably for him that he's really developing as a player. It was probably late in the late in the game when the game was really on the line. Uh coming off towards half back to the wing. I think Nick Blakey was coming off and Tim English saw him and just put body on him and laid him out and it really set the tone to keep on going yeah. on that game. As soon as I saw and that hit, I was just like, time. we are. When I saw that hit, I was just like, Tim English is coming into more of a man now. Yeah, I, and yeah, that was probably, yeah. Um, I can't really comment on it because I didn't really see it. But yeah, those kind of acts on the football field, they speak wonders of a player like that who's had that criticism. But also I want to talk about Nick Blakely. Blakey, he's starting to look really good off that halfback mm-hmm. line, really. Yeah, he is. And he's got 21 touches nearly each game. Yeah, he's playing really good football. It's really good to see someone like him because he was touted as a talent. He was put up forward, probably didn't make it as a forward to start with, but looks like he's found his role down back. Yeah, they threw him around everywhere. They threw him up forward. They put him on a wing. They tried him in the midfield. Yeah, they put him everywhere. He's quick. Yeah. The old lizard. <laughs> the lizard. Um, I love him. Yeah. Another one. Uh, I thought Jamara was all right. Jamara Yugohagen. Ah, uh, no comment. No comment. I still think I still think he's going to be a waste of talent. I hope he proves me wrong, but I honestly think that he will not be at the Bulldogs in a couple of years. He has to play pretty much every game this season, though, wouldn't you think? They'd have to just back him in with Josh Bruce you injured. Like I'd be, you have to back him in. I'd be very disappointed if they if they dropped him, like in the next few weeks or something. I wouldn't. I would under, I would be questioning why. Yeah. Like, just give him the blood him now. Get him. Get him the games into him. Obviously, if he doesn't work out, you've got Darcy in the back. You got Bruce to come back as well. So, yeah, you just got to give him a go and see what he's got. And you can always, if um, who's the other one? The Jordan Sweet, that ruckman. You've always got him to come in. Tim English can always push forward, which he's shown he's damaging down there too. Oh, I wouldn't even 
waste of breath with our drawn sweat. No, don't rate him. No, I would leave. I would leave Tim English in the ruck, and then you've got Steph Martin. As oh, well Steph in Martin. The back. Sorry, yeah, that's that's yeah, what I'm meaning. Yeah. Yep, that's it. The big Steph Martin. Yeah, you'd be putting. Obviously, I think they look at uh, Martin as being their predominant ruckman, but I would just be giving English the ruck duties, and then obviously resting forward, and then Martin goes in the ruck. And that's you know that adds structure to your forward line a big time. Yeah, because he's really just like another midfielder when it when it after the contest, Tim English. Yeah, he really is. Kind uh, of what kind of Grundy does, but not to the extent just yet. Yeah, Cody Waitman up again, kick three. He's just doing a oh, week. I in actually week. got a, I've got a stat for you on Cody Waitman. Yeah, go on. Did you know he's kicked more goals from free kicks than marks? Really? That would that surprise me because yeah. it takes a fair few marks. No. Well, a lot of more free kicks, apparently. Um, obviously, the big talking point out of that game was the umpiring. <clears throat> uh, the free kick count was ridiculous, and a lot of people have been up in arms about the umpiring uh, favoritism towards the Bulldogs. Yeah, it's, it's it's up and about like umpiring. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Like. Oh, you can't win with it. No, you really can't. I honestly think probably the worst umpiring was that night. I watched up till half time. It was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think for the year, the umpiring's been pretty. It's okay. It hasn't been that bad. I think they need to let the contest go a little bit more, but they're never going to do that. Yeah. And just the last note I had there, it always seems to happen. You need a clutch goal to secure the game and to Marcus Bontempelli. Oh, it just always seems to do it. step up. Yeah. Just, your, your best players always step up when you need to, and he's no exception on that. That goal was the one that secured it, and I was like, no more fitting person than to really do it. Yeah. He's had a pretty poor start to the year, to be honest. I think he's definitely carrying a bit of an injury on that ankle, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. That first game, well, first, second game, he went yeah, off a couple of times. Off ankle. the ground for a while. Yeah. Now, on to yeah, you. Nah. Your game, Melbourne Essendon. Um, yeah, you put up a bit of a fight, though. Yeah, listen, um, I think I did speak to you after the game. I said, I'm actually not mad with that. I know, yes, we lost. Yes, we probably should have been buried in that first quarter, but we weren't, so you got to take that. And then, obviously, the Essendon that I, of old would have just lied down and got whacked by 80 points, but they did put up a fight. The whole time I didn't think we were going to win, but it was good to see them actually having a go and actually taking the game on to probably arguably the best defensive side we've seen for a while. Their, Melbourne's defense is exceptional. Um, obviously, they've got that the, the power in the midfield, but full credit to their backmen. They've got had a couple of laid outs with their, some injuries in their back line, but everyone in that back is standing up. And... I honestly don't think don't think there's going to be someone that's going to beat them this year for the flag. I think they are premiership favourites by a long, long way. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard to argue with that. Like, they just keep doing it week in, week out. And even their reserves team, if you look at their VFL side, that's still so strong in the amount of players they have yeah. in that, like, that are AFL listed yeah. players. Well, look at it. Ben Brown's laid out, uh, and then Wiedemann comes in, Kick kicks four. four. Yeah. Looked dominant. I know the week before he kicked seven or six in for Casey. 
I had a mate down there watching. He said he was just – he looked like Tony Lockett down there. So it's a pretty good uh, problem to have down at Melbourne, I would think. Obviously, Ben Brown comes back. He walks straight back in. Mm-hmm. But Wiedemann uh, might be a bit stiff to get dropped. I hope not because it, you really kind of got to blood him yep. and give him the games now because he looks like he's got it. Mm-hmm. But if you're another club and you see Wiedemann not getting a game, surely you're circling it in uh, year-end. Yeah, I'm you, pretty sure he's contracted, though. Yeah, you'd be ch- you'd definitely be chasing him. Oh, you'd have to. You'd be throwing coin to get him out of that contract for sure. If you're missing a, a forward line, aka Essendon, like he could be a good target. But I think I'm pretty sure he signed until next year anyway. Pretty sure he is too. How have you thought? Cause yeah. I know I know I was very critical of this of this player when he came along because I know he had so much talent. He just never did it. Peter Wright kicked a n- number bag of four. The two, two men, two men Peter. Peter. Seven Cena. Yep. Uh, you know what? At the start, I'm like, well, yeah, he was rubbish at Gold Coast. Yes, he showed a bit of sight. But, you know, we picked him up for nothing. He's going to help. But I love him now. Mm-hmm. He, one of the guys, some of the guys I play uh, super coach with, he's, uh, he's our spirit animal now. He's the group's uh, favorite player. <laughs> uh, we love him. You know, the super coach uh, soiree. But, yeah, no. He's look, he looks so dominant in the air when he's on – when he's leading and his goal kicking is exceptional. So full credit to him. He's been amazing. Now we had a debut of it and I want to say it's Tex Wanganin, I believe it is. Tex, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. How, how, how good was it to see a Wang, uh, another Wanganin running around in Essendon Colors? Yeah, exceptional. It's, he's gone in for nothing, well, preseason draft or something. Yeah, he came late, didn't um, he? Yeah, December as yep. a top. I think pretty sure he was on the top up list, and then obviously we had a couple more injuries, uh, and then yeah, we signed him as a rookie. I'm pretty sure now, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's looking at great. If he could be half the player his dad is, that's a win. Yeah, exactly. And kicked a goal on debut too. You can't beat that. That yeah, was much. a good goal too, actually. Yeah, it really was. Very good. Now on to the Adelaide Derby. Did you catch any of this game? Um, I did not. I went to bed in rage after the Essendon game, but I did see, I did watch the last two minutes on uh, like the little snippet thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jordan Dawson, where are we? Yeah. With a mongrel. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, no, I used to live in Adelaide, and no matter where the, uh, how Port or Adelaide is sitting uh, through the year, the showdown's always a great game. Yeah. It's always a close one. Um, it's always pro- a little bit of controversy sometimes. But, yeah, that was no exception, I guess. I'll tell you what. Me and um, one of the guys you know pretty well, Will Dis, we're at um, Central Hotel in Beaconsfield. And down we watched the Central. We, down at the Sench. We watched the, probably the last good five minutes of it. Me and um, good old mate Jaden had a punt before that. And um, I, told him to back, I told him to back this dog, and he said, no, nah, go this one. My one ended up getting up, but we won't talk about that. And then... We watched the last thing, and oh, that last two minutes was just unreal. Yeah, and then they're they're what you want in those games, like those are uh, bigger uh, rivalry games. That close uh, last two minutes where everyone's like on the edge of their seats. But you know what, Jordan Dawson has been an exceptional pickup for Adelaide. Well, he's always been a star. He's an elite kid. Oh, I'm, he's a gun. He was good at Sydney, and he's he's only like twenty three. Twenty-three. He's young. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's real young. No, he's very, very good pickup. He was definitely one of the probably the person you wanted in their hands for that goal. 
didn't look good at the start, yeah. and then it started coming back all we got up and about. It looked like a mongrel off the boot. Oh, and then it but came back. There's some, oh, that's what you want. There's some serious trouble at Port. Are they actually missing anyone decent? I know Robbie Gray's out. Dixon, maybe. Yeah, but... Marshall, like, Marshall popped up and kicked five. Yeah, see, so he could be... They've got big wraps on him, but Port aren't, like... They should be top four, realistically. Yeah. But we're always like this. Mm-hmm. Never trust Port because of what I say. Yeah, well, I was listening. Obviously, we both know we're big SEN fans. And I was listening to the Monday Means Test with Joe Whateley and David King. And um, mm-hmm. David King pointed out, um, he used Carlton as an example. Towards the end of the game, Jack Silvani went behind the ball and really helped that game. Who's Portsman? They did not change one position to put someone behind the ball at all. They didn't go to yeah. anyone. And really, you think someone they like should, Travis Boak would be that kind of character for them. They shouldn't have lost that game. Travis Boak should have kicked that goal with about, was it three minutes to go, two and a half, something like that. Kick that goal, yeah. you won the game. It's just, you're in absolute shambles, really. They are in shambles. And. I didn't rate them last year, not going to rate them this year, never going to rate them the year after. They are they are generally good for one week and then they are shit for four. Yeah. And yeah they've Jeff, just got too much. Go they've got dead weight in their I reckon they've got dead weight on their list, to be honest. As in all around the park? Yeah, they do. Let me let me get their lineup. Um Like if you look at their lineup, it's good. Like they should be win- they should be able to beat Adelaide. Oh, they should never have lost that. No, I guess you got like Stephen Motlob's probably a little bit past it. Sam Powell Pepper's never really lived up to what he's got. Um, yeah, like they've got a good side. They should be they should be three zip probably, really. Yeah, hundred percent. Yes, oh, it is in shambles. And um, it's funny, I wonder what Kane Corns is saying behind doors. He'd be losing his head. Yeah, well, I think with him, you'll find he'll, he's pretty critical on Port. So he's not afraid to say what he thinks about them. Yeah, definitely. Then we had our. Uh, you know what? They're gone. missing a backman as well. Yeah, they are. Because who's their. Who, who is it? Um, well, they got Ryan Burton. Yeah, who's their key. Um, he was their captain, or is he still their captain? He wore the number one. Isn't he? Um, yeah, I think he is. Who was it? He was all Australian. Missed top of my head, but he's, un- he's undersized. Aaliyah. Yeah, well, yeah, Aaliyah is injured at the minute, so he's probably and then they one that they, they turned to Trent McKenzie now. Yeah, yeah. Well, Trent McKenzie would be their number one defender now. Yeah, and he's only one ninety-two, I believe, one ninety-two centimeters. Yeah, yeah, they're missing a Lear Lear for sure. Mm-hmm. And then we had we'll G- GWS Gold Coast. And uh, we always expected GWS to uh, win this game. Realistically, they they needed to. I tipped GWS, but I didn't think – I wouldn't. I said to myself, I wouldn't be surprised if Gold Coast won this. Yeah, um, one person I want to highlight, Tom Green. He's a star. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's – they just keep producing good midfielders, Giants. If they can just lock them down for five years and just have a crack at it, 
without Carlton or Essendon poaching them all off them. Yeah, they could be a serious side. Yeah, Tom Green is a, a star. We kick two at 29. And then and Taranto's starting to come really good too. Yeah, he had 36. But for Gold Coast, might be a child. What a good pick-up he's been. Yeah, I agree with that, 100%. Kick- I was surprised Richmond let him go so easily. Yeah, kick three. Because once Rewild retires, they got nothing down at the Twikes. Yeah. Uh, from Lynch. But yeah, no, Charles Charles a good player. I thought he was starting to come good as a, a defender, but looks like he's playing a bit more forward now. Mm-hmm. And then they picked but up Casbolt. Gold Coast missing Benson. Huh? Yeah. Then they picked up Casbolt. He kicked through on the weekend too. The Cas. <laughs> the Cas. Yeah. Love the Casbolt. <laughs> Rock the cat <laughs> um, Yeah. Listen, Gold Coast, once they get banking into that side, they'll they'll start playing some really good football, I reckon, next year. Uh, Rao's playing good football now. Noah Anderson is someone that I reckon is probably going to be better than Rao. What are your thoughts on that? Could potentially be. He's Well, he was rising star winner. Um, yeah. He's, yeah he's, just, he's got leadership written all over him a bit too. Yeah, so me and me and the boys, we had a chat about it, uh, like uh, who would be better, and I compared it to well, you've got um, Rao, who's more like that Clayton Oliver player, and then you've got Anderson, who's that Petrarca, that X factor. I reckon so. I reckon watch out for Noah Anderson because he's going to be a star. Definitely. Then we had the obviously we touched on a bit before the Collingwood Geelong game. Although it was my low, I was. I think we're looking all right, Collingwood. We're looking good. Yeah. Like, what did you miss? <laughs> now, there's something I hate is when people go early. You never, as and as an Essendon supporter, you never go early. Trent, what time did you message me on Saturday night? I reckon it was a few beers deep. Uh, would have been three quarter time, I reckon. 9.14. Trent Dalton has said, fuck pies look good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, went. two o'clock in the morning. Went real early. Still looking <laughs> good, I reckon. Uh, good on you. You went early. You're a young buck. Oh yeah, went. Bought your club. Yeah, never go early, mate. Especially against a good side like Geelong. Definitely. Now, someone who had a pretty good game and actually racked up some touches too. Jamie Elliott kicked two and had twenty six disposals. Yeah. You're not, um, you're not big on Elliot, I know. Good. I'm not, yeah, I'm a big, I'm not an Elliot fan, but yes, he does play some good games. But I would say he's just too inconsistent. Yeah. Would, what would you say to that? I would agree. Back when he was, I thought, back before all his injuries, he was more consistent. Like when he was younger, yeah. when he was, I think he, he kicked, what, 40-odd, 50 goals one season. And that, I was like, oh, he, he's going to unleash. Then those injuries hit. Ever since then, he just hasn't been able to string even a month yeah. together. Yeah, no, 100%. And then I guess that's where you – that what probably puts him out of the conversation of being an elite small forward because he just can't get on the park. Exactly. And, like, the way he plays, you could, nearly couldn't even classify him as a small forward at some points. Yeah, no, he's got – he's very good aerial. No doubt about that. Likes to play at the square. I'd love to have a conversation about him if he strung a whole season together and see how he ended up come end of the year. 
Yeah, but I guess the uh, oh, another one, Vic Dacos kicked his first goal, good goal too, and twenty six disposals. He's just showing. Mate, his we, don't class. Even, we don't even have to talk about him, mate. He's a star. We know this. Yeah, I know. But it's just, it's just his. Oh. One of my mates, when I was sitting there watching it, he was like Nick Dacos, sort of like a Scott Penery or something. He makes it look like he's got more time than he does. Yeah, and that's and those kind of players are just above and beyond what you want because and they're so good to watch because they just look like it's their game, mm-hmm. it's their world, and we're just living in it. Yeah, just he's just such a smooth mover, and even his older brother Josh is he's really coming up to the last two three uh, seasons. Josh is really starting to get going. Yeah, listen, I'm a, I got big raps on Josh today because I thought his last year was really good. And he's kind of starting to continue on with that. So, yeah, Collingwood could be a, a formidable force in a couple of years, no doubt about that. Have, obviously, they'll probably finish that bottom half, bottom this not bottom, but in that bottom uh, section. So they'll get another couple of good draft picks, and then we'll see how they go. They and I think they're the same. They're missing a key forward, really. Yeah, and then you can't. My pick is Coleman Medalist. Yeah. No, no, no joke. No, no way. My pick is the Coleman Medalist. Gee, said he star. Jeremy Cameron kicking six. He was unreal. Uh, he's a good footballer. He gets a lot of. He's a very, very good footballer. He gets a lot of like throwing at him, but geez, he can play. And he's not just that stay at home forward. He works. He works up yeah, and he's down. Very up good and work, down. Right? Yeah. And like, you know what? I think. Having him, having Tom Hawkins there with him is going to do him wonders because the amount of got like if you've ever watched a Geelong game, the amount of times Hawkins actually gives it off and gets another player in, in the game by giving him a handball over the top or a kick to the goal square instead of uh, just having a shot is he does it a lot. He'd be up there as one of like, the best users inside fifty. Oh yeah, easily. Like, what? how many goals did he kick last year? He probably kicked, what, over 50? Yeah. But he probably dished off the, another 50. And not only that, he's his, not big, his biggest tool is in when he goes in the ruck inside 50. No one, still no one can outdo him. He just monsters everyone. Oh, he's a monster of a man. He, he's a monster. I don't think anyone's been able to match with him inside that 50. May as well just knocked up at this point. No, just play the... Wait for him, because you know he's going to grab it, so just wait for it and maybe just tackle him yeah, straight away. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, no, listen, full credit to John. They they came back, they won the game. They're looking like they're going to be up there again, unfortunately. Yeah, and uh, Joel Selwood, can't really go past that. Uh, most games as captain in the AFL. It's a great achievement. Oh, yeah. He's a star. He's... He's been a star since game one, really, hasn't he? He was he was he's a rising star winner, wasn't he? He won the rising star uh, 2007, didn't he? So oh, I'm pretty sure he won by a country mile, mate. Was it 2007? Would have been? Uh, when they won the, yeah, when they won, I when they, yeah. yeah, he won. I remember he won the rising star. And then, did you see, uh, well, Jordan Gully's got copped a one-week ban for his dangerous tackle on Patrick Dangerfield. Thoughts on fair? Yeah. Uh, I didn't, to be honest, I haven't seen it, but anything involving Jordan Dugowie, yeah, give him a week. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it was probably... But that's the support, mate. Yeah, it was probably fair, like, in the motion, like, he kind of did pick him up and slam him down, so I guess, yeah, you got to give it, you got to stamp it early in the season. 
as we like to say, set yeah. the tone. And uh, yeah, exactly right. And it yeah. was 2007 that Selwood won the uh, Nab Rising style. Yeah, thought so. And then the next game, we had an absolute smacking. Brisbane, skip. 156 defeated North, 48. Just skip it, mate. Yeah. Nothing good happened here. The only, the only thing I want to point out is uh, Charlie Cameron, if only he kicked straight, it would have happened to an absolute blonder. See what he kicked? Nah, what did he kick? Two goals, six. Yeah, he's, he's a star too. <laughs> I will say one thing about North is... Yes, they lost by 100 points. But to be honest, I think they're on the right track. They're starting to look like they've got a pretty good list. Mm-hmm. They're building it, well, not a great list at the minute, but they're building towards that good list. Yep. They've got some really good young kids. Um, yes, they're going to get belted a couple, a couple times this year, but I think in three or four years' time, they'll be they'll be up there again. And uh, Big O's facing a one-match ban for after striking Tristan Cherry, I saw. So that's just another one. To yeah, add. I see that. yeah, I haven't seen the strike. I just saw it, but that he's facing. He'll one get a week for it, I think. Yeah, anything striking there really? Because what I heard yeah. they were saying it was a bit more force than what Drape, Draper. Yeah, Drape, it was Draper on it. Yeah, they got off. Yeah, it was more force yeah. than what Draper did. So, but, uh, yeah, he'll probably get a week for that, wouldn't he? Yeah, and then what a game this was. Carlton Hawthorne. I I always thought I was like this could be a good game because Hawthorne. They aren't looking too yeah. bad. No, they played – apart from their first quarter, their next three were really good. I sat there with one of my good mates and we watched that. He's a massive Carlton supporter and he was he was going mental in that first quarter when they were just kicking goals for fun. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, listen, Carlton actually looking like they are going to be a pretty good side. Maybe not this year. They might make the – I would say they will make the eight, but they won't go further than that. But – once again, two years' time, they could be a formidable force too. They've got a forward line that's just dominant. And uh, someone else who's dominant now, Patrick Cripps. Oh, mate, he's always been dominant. Yeah, but those last two, 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 probably two seasons, he wasn't at that. He's, I want to say 2018 form. But I reckon it was about 20. He definitely was carrying an injury last year. Oh, yeah, year. he just didn't want to admit it. 100% he was. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I think his body's right. You had Cherry into that um, into that midfield now, and then you've got characters like Kennedy, who's starting to really show what he's got. Sam Walsh is a superstar. Uh, he's no longer that big that big man in that mid. He's still the big man, but there's other people to worry about, yep. not just him. So I think that's doing him wonders. He's got that support now. You got George Hewitt in there now, and he's come in and yeah. done really well. And someone who's really starting to show their talent is Jack Silvani, as I've mentioned before. He kicked three on the weekend, and he's really showing, playing some good football. He played a really good game. I feel like we've been to be honest. I feel like I've been saying that since probably the second half of last year. That's when he probably yeah. really started going, and I was just like, "Geez." Yeah, my mate loves him, and he's always said he'll be good. He'll be good. Trust me. And yeah, listen, he's starting to come good, and so he should. He's got the Silvani name. Yeah, exactly. Another one is Shy Bolton kicked three again. He's a star. Yeah, they threw a lot of cash at him, didn't they? Yeah, I think people were trying for eight fifty at him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. West, was it West Coast that offered him a meal? Maybe, probably because he's a WA boy. I want to say. Yeah, 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 he's a WA boy. Speaking on money, do you hear? What do you think of Luke Jackson? Um, 
What what's he worth? Oh, eight hundred thousand plus, probably. If you if you're a club that needed a ruckman or that that forward, you'd be silly not to throw that cash at him. Is he the next million dollar player? Right now, oh, he'd be one of them. That's for sure. Yeah, there's a couple that might uh, be definitely offering that uh, million. But yeah, he's probably leading that front. I would say because WA are going to want to get him back home. And yeah, I think I've, he's always said that he wants to go home. I've heard that it's going to have to start in the nines. Yeah, it would have to be, and Melbourne won't, aren't going to let him go. No, for but, anything other than something decent. Mm. Two first rounders, probably. Well, he's just a star, really. It's his follow up yeah, work, he'd... and he's probably taken on a bit more of a, a main ruckman too this season. I start the season, I find. Doing yeah, I more. think so too. I think they're they're really pushing him as to be the main ruckman. Obviously, how Gorn's still young, he's still dominant, but I think they want to sh- showcase. I think Jackson's a bit better around the ground than Gorn. Yeah, I do too. Should we skip the Western Derby too? Oh, yeah, you've got, yeah, mm, yeah. I don't like Freo. West Coast are in a world of hurt. It's good to see Shannon Hearn back playing his best. He's a he's a gun. Mm-hmm. He'll probably come to the end of his career, but he's still looking pretty dominant as always. Yep. But yeah, I would skip it. Now, something that's very that you're very up and about of we'll talk about is uh, the super coach. How's your oh, team yes. going? How is your team going? I have not won a game since I beat you. Yeah, listen, as I said, I'm not good early, but come round three, the blokes down at Kiss Your Dad on the Loops so start looking good, and uh, we got our first win on the weekend. So I'm 15th at the moment. Where yeah, I think you're just below me. I think I've jumped in front of you after one win. <laughs> you are too, by point, yeah, 0.3 of percentage. Mate, get used to it. You will only be seeing the back end of me now. Well, my mate Dull- Shout out to Will for the 2001 one. <laughs> my mate uh, uh, Dull has gone to the top of the leaderboard. He's 3-0. Three, three so he could be one to look Stop out that. for. Yeah, he could be one to look out for. Thinking of any trades this week? Um, Well, I was, but I'm trying to think who I was. Who was I thinking? Um, or was I? I don't know. I don't. I actually don't know who I want in. Yeah, I'm the. I've got three hundred and sixty thousand sitting in my kitty. I got one forty-seven sure upgrade. I got one forty-seven. Uh, one forty-seven. Yeah, I, I did a bit of Moneyball last week. I used that the trade boost, mm-hmm. and uh, I got rid of uh, Jack Steele. Mm-hmm. Downgraded to Paddy Cripps. Obviously, Dusty's out. Probably for a, for a while, if not forever. Uh, and when he got Heaney, and then uh, got rid- mistakenly got rid of Shannon Hearn for George Hewitt, but we've got a bit of cash down now, and we'll probably upgrade someone, I reckon, to someone pretty good soon. What I did last week, I traded out Granger Barras, and I brought in Paddy McCartan. Yeah, good pickup. As, as an interceptor. He's looking good. Yeah. yeah. Got, I got no, 61, he's looking good but, down back. Yeah. And another one I did, and I don't know why I didn't play him. I traded out Cam Rayner, and I brought in Tristan Cherry. Yeah. 
And you didn't put him on your field? No. I, I was like, I put Rochelle on. Yeah. I was like, Rochelle or Ch- Cherry, but I had Cherry as an emergency. And what do you know? Rochelle only gets 36 this week and Cherry gets 81. You, yeah. And I, took, and I took Stengel off because I had him on last week. I took him off yeah. and he did absolutely nothing. Then he scored 71 this week. And I was like, oh. Listen, I'm probably going right out to Cherry this week for sure. Yeah, I saw someone say that Cherry's a good one to look out for. He plays in the ruck too, obviously. And looking at this, yeah, he's, he's averaging 93.3. Yeah, he looks good. And he's going to make cash on him, so you'd be stupid not to. Oh, I Rainer, put Nick Martin in too. Oh, yeah. Good old Nico, the, the, the shining up. The shining light for the Bombers at the minute, to be honest. The one that disappointed me was uh, on the weekend was Zach Butters. He only got 58. Yeah, well, he played support, so expect that. Now nah, he'll be back. He's a good player. Who was my high score? My high score player was Cornelio. 149. Yeah, 149. Yeah, it was mine too. And I wish I changed the captaincy. I had it on Oliver. I changed it over to Neil. And what do you know? Oliver decides to outscore Neil for the first time this week. Always happens. Why well, the beast? I had the VC on McRae, and then I was looking at my team. I'm like, fuck, I don't know who to put as my captain now. I'm like, well, Melbourne's playing Essendon. Oliver's going to have a st- standout game. Oliver, you're the captain this week. And he provided. Yeah, I should have kept on him because he got, what, 146? Yeah. I think if he I kept him. on him, I probably would have won because I think, if I have a look, pretty sure I only just lost. Um, game day. Um, see all matches. Where are we? Um, yeah, I lost by one to one seventeen or something. That's nearly. Ooh, yeah, so if I captained Oliver, I would have won. You would have won comfortably. Oh, that's that's really annoying. That's that's the tricks and trades of Supercoach, mate. Yeah, it is. Now Dill's gone out and he's got the highest scored round so far. Last week, you saw that? What did he get? Yeah, I did see that. There was some big, big scores last week. Yeah, what did he get? Oh, <laughs> I was not one of them. He, what did he get? He got 2,564 last week. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Now, on to some cricket. I know you say you can't comment much, but I'm going to throw some stuff at you. So, Australian yeah. women's, obviously, dominant team. Oh, absolutely. Won the World Cup. We batted first, made five for three. Easy, really. We made five for three fifty six. Alyssa Healy, hundred and seventy from one hundred and thirty eight. She made and she made her hundred at a runner ball. So she was a hundred. She was a hundred of a hundred and made her next seventy off thirty eight. Yeah, mate, she's she's a star, and you know what? She's probably the best keeper in Australia too. Yeah, including the men. You're probably right. She's a gun. Yeah, she is easily. Well, I'd take her over Carrie any day of the week. Yeah, I would too. Let's get her in. Well, here's some here's some for you. Highest highest partnership in a World Cup final. Alyssa Healy and Rachel Haynes, the opening wicket, 160. Healy's the highest yeah. highest score in a World Cup final. Uh, uh, she's got the most runs at a women's World Cup. But on top of that, she was dropped on 41. Oh, mm. she, she made a that's back to back hundreds as well, isn't it? Yeah, she, she made a hundred in the semi. Yep, 
Yeah, she, no, she's a star. I'll tell you what, uh, the women's cricket's actually really good to watch. And they are they are generally, it's by far my favourite women's sport to watch. They are actually genuine superstars, some of the women's uh, in that in cricket. Yep. Now, before we get on to the other Aussie team, I just want to touch on, obviously, we had the Sheffield Shield final ended today in a draw, so WA ended up taking it out. Yeah. Um, so, first innings, Cameron Bancroft, 141, but the person who really brought it back in for the Vicks to give him a chance was uh, Will Sutherland. Yeah, yeah, listen, they've always had big raps on uh, Will Sutherland. Bowls, he bowls decent, and he's not a bad batsman either, so... I mean, he probably is not in selection for Australia for a long, long time, but he looks like he could be a good cricketer. They've definitely said he's always going to be a good cricketer, but we'll see. Yeah, so then obviously that, and then no one really made one for Vic. Oh, that's a lie. Well, Hanscom made 80, Bukowski 59, Mitch Perry, the bowler, made 74. So I'm guessing he's... He's a handy cricketer. He plays. He used to play at Knoxfield. I thought... In the ones at the age of 13. I didn't realise huh? he could bat. I didn't even realise he could bat. I thought he was good a good bowler. But, but yeah, I think Victoria are rebuilding again, I would say, definitely. Obviously, Bukowski, Bukowski, I watched a little bit of it. Bukowski was looking really good for that 59 and then just sneaked a good one. Yeah, then you had Sam Whiteman, 123 in the second innings. And Aaron Hardy, 174, not out. Yeah, well... WA are a good side, and they've always been a good side. I think that's their first win since 1998, I heard. Yeah, and and they've, I, always I believe, been, they've always been in that mix. I believe Gilchrist hit the winning rungs, if I'm pretty sure. Or that I'm might pretty have been sure the you're same, right. Or the same I had a DVD that watched Gilchrist. It's one of his favourite innings. Is. But, yeah. They're always, they're always thereabouts, but, like, they've got always got a decent side. Like, their bowls are always strong, and their batters are pretty good, too. They've produced some good cricketers over the years, WA, that's for sure. Yep, now on to the Aussies. What are your thoughts on this, the series so far, or the ODI series and all that? Uh, honestly? Yeah. I was expecting them to lose. They were by far playing our second, third string side. Aaron Finch needs to go. That's what I was going to ask. Is he in the World Cup side? No. Who's your captain for the team? Anyone but him. Who is it, though? Listen, he's still getting for the World Cup side. Can it be Pat Cummins or can't be? Absolutely, it can be Pat Cummins. I heard, what do they call him? Is it Crash Craddock? That's his name in it? Robin Craddock? Yeah, Yeah. Robin Craddock. He said he believes it'll be too much for Pat Cummins to captain a T20 World Cup side and bowl. Because T20 is more mentally draining as a captain because there's so much going on. Yeah, that's fair. What about Maxwell? But then he said it's got to be Smith. But I'm like, I don't even know if I'd want Smith in the T20 side. Really? No, see, I don't. If I was picking the T20 side, Finch isn't in it. And off form, Finch isn't in it. And Steve Smith's not in it. And so he, he what threw, about Maxwell? He threw an interesting one in there. He goes in. In uh, World Cups and big games, you need those big players. He said, could this be the time they bring back in the man in form, Usman Khawaja? He's got a pretty good T20 record, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Like he, he's, 
he's a very handy cricketer. But yeah, these are, I'd say someone like Ben McDermott's probably going to take Finch's role. Do you think they'll open McDermott or bat him three? He'd bat at three. What about Travis Head? He'll play. He'll be he'll open or he'll bat four. That, that's the toss up. But he's doing so well opening. I'd, I'd open with Travis Head in the, in the short form. With who's his partner? Is it Warner? Uh, yeah, it's Warner. Yeah. And then does Kawaja get the four, or are you not even going to have Kawaja in there? I wouldn't have him in the. He's stiff, but I I don't think he makes it. So you'd have Maxwell at four, correct? Or different five. He'd be rolling. He'd be rolling from anywhere from three to seven. I would think, as he always does. Who's a smoky? Do you reckon they should be looking out for in the World Cup to chuck in? Smoky. Hmm. I don't know. Actually, I think our side's pretty set, apart from Finch at the minute, and probably Smith's going to play. Let's be honest. Uh, Finch. Are you happy with play. Wade? Are you happy with Wade with the gloves? Yeah. What about Philippi? That's what I, I know you've got big raps on Philippi. That's what I was thinking. I love him. Would you have Philippi in and him keeping and just purely Wade as a batsman? I think in T Twenty game Wade's probably a better keeper, but yeah, longer form you wouldn't have him keeping. But you can get away with it, and then you can play that extra bat or a specialist cricketer. What about Cam Green? Get Cam Green in there. I haven't seen much of him in T20. I'd like to see a bit more of him probably first, but maybe give him a chance. I don't know. Like, I don't. Have you seen much T20 of Cam Green? I don't think I have. Uh, he was. He didn't play much big bash, and the year before that he was injured. But uh, he's going to be a star, so just put him in. You love him, don't you? Oh, no, he opened the bowling in the. Oh, I love him. He's probably my favourite now. Yeah, he opened the bowling in the first. What ODI have you there? Uh yeah. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. He's going to be a superstar. Can't remember who said yeah, it, no. but they said he'll be cap. He'll be the, probably the next captain. Open himself with the bowling and batting four. Yeah, uh, he can do that. Yeah, he can open the batting and the bowling for all I care. But yeah, no, let's let's be honest. Finch will be in that one oh, in that T Twenty World Cup side. But that after that, he's done, and yeah. I'd be very surprised that if he goes on after that. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if he goes on after that. I still think he could have retired after that World Cup win, the first one. Wouldn't have yeah, been a bad way to go out. Wouldn't have been a bad if way you to go out. At his stats. Yeah, look, I think he stats, had one. He had one good knock in that World Cup. He had like a fifty or a the season. one where we needed eighty off. We had to get eighty within seven overs or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it, there was one decent knock he had. I know, but other than that, it yeah. was. It's just really he's just getting out LBW all the time or caught behind. Out, like it's oh, the only oh. yeah. Everyone's just he's just getting out. Everyone's just like hooping in tacky stumps. You got him. Yeah, pretty much. And he, his strength is how he, how aggressive he is to spinners, but he's not getting to the spin stage because he's out within the bloody first two overs. I mean, I hope we're wrong because I love Finchy, but he's probably done it. He's past it now. Now it's always an interesting one. Who are you going at at? How are you going as as your bowlers for the World Cup? Are you going as pretty much your test bowlers? Or is there someone else you think is in the mix? Is it Stark? Hazelwood's, 
Is it Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins, um, not Lyon, and Zampa? Is that your bowlers? Zampa's 100% in. Cummins is 100% in. Hazelwood's shown that he's as good as short-form bowlers. He was the best match bowler. Now I want to hear this one. Do you have Stark in? <sighs> if we don't have Stark in, who's the next one then? Probably one of the Richardsons. I'd take Jaya over Kane. Even in T20? Kane's a pretty good T20 yeah. bowler. I don't rate him. No. No, I think Jaya's the future. Over Stark in the World Cup? Well, Stark's going to be in the squad. We know that, but... Oh, Stark's a very good one. I'd prefer to have Stark bowling with a white ball than a red ball. That's oh, for sure. any day of the week. So, yeah, he comes in... And if he doesn't bowl well, the giant can come in. But this is off. I just don't think we're a great short-term bowling attack. Like, obviously, Cummins and those guys are starved. But after that, there's not much coming through, I don't reckon. No, I would I would tend to agree on that. Like, there's no one there's really shining. Like, they trialed, yeah, no. they trialed Daniel Sams. Who else did they try? Um, Kane Richardson is never really – he's always in and out. John Richardson the same. And who's the other one? Uh, Stan Lake. Took two for in India and got Coley. I can't remember who it is, though. I think he plays for Scorchers. I can't remember who it is, though. I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, Berendorf. Yes, it, Jason Berendorf. They've tried him. And he got Andrew Ty. Ty. They've definitely tried people, and it's just always fallen back to the same people. We don't play enough short form format. That's the thing. Australia is very much a test country, which is how it should be. But yeah, I tell you what, I reckon, like the, at, I reckon the women's would take it uh, up to our men's in the short form. Oh yeah, the women's side, great. They got some superstars in there. But you look at why England are so good at ODIs and the T20s is because that's what they play at local level. They don't play long format until they play county. So they're naturally better at those ODIs and the T20s where Australia, what well, we play predominantly two-day cricket at local level, except for the last couple of years. But obviously, hopefully, going forward, we'll be playing that two-day cricket. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's. I just think we just don't play enough of it. Yeah, definitely. Do you think we're a chance on home soil to defend? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100% if, obviously, we've won it in the UAE. Was it the UAE? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. pretty sure it was. Yeah. Home saw you would be silly not to write us off. You'd be silly to write us off. I, well, I, wrote, I wrote us off in the UAE. Oh, yeah. I think everyone did, to be honest. Everyone, Except for them. Everyone but, he reckons, JP. Yeah. Man, you can't do wrong. Apparently, in his eyes, except turn up to a, said to, turn up to a podcast. Except shoot. turn up to his bloody podcast. Yeah, pretty much. He's missed a couple of weeks now, hasn't he? Yeah, I think that's his third in a row. Oh, JP. Yeah. What are you doing to me, son? Oh. No good, no good. And he's having an absolute shocker on Supercoach. He has not cracked 2,000 yet. Oh. <laughs> What's this side, the Titans? Is that his side? Um, he, yeah, Titans, yeah. I think his best is like 1.7. Oh, 
He's having an absolute shocker. Should we look at his team? Oh, his team's, his team's disgraceful. Has he just gone for names or? I don't even think he's done that. <laughs> Who is he going for? You kind of would pull up his team and you'd put it on a piece of paper. Yeah, I don't, I don't, mind, I don't like, mind the Blakey. Do this. I don't mind the Blakey. He's got Brad Hill in it. Lukosius. Jake Kelly. Jake Kelly. Oh, God. Yeah, Lukosius is a no. Charlie Kerno. Uh, Soldo. Oh, JP, what have you done? Um, he's got Amon on his on his bench. Why has he got yeah. Kyle Amon on the bench? Kyle Amon's a serious he's got, player. He's got Brad Hill in the side, so. What did Hill score? <laughs> 42. Oh, no. We need to have some weight on your super coach side, JP, once you listen to this. And he came up against our mate Dullo, who beat him by over, was it, 600, just about. You always need an easy beat side in this league. Looks like JP's up. Yeah, I'm just looking at Dullo's. That's a strong side. Marushan Magician. Marushan Magician, I like that. We have Brandon Proust's emergency. That worked out well. Nearly everyone in his team scored over 100, like over half. That's impressive. It, really. So who, who scored over 100? So he had Dunkley, he scored over 100. He had Trelaw, Oliver as captain. Then he had Cornelio, Proust, Neil, Cripps, Hewitt, Short, and Gresham, and Rao. All scored over 100. It's not bad. He could be one to look out for. You coming for him, Connor, or what? Oh, mate, I'll throw down the challenge. I'll come there. I'm not one to back down from a challenge. You know this. Right. Kiss your dad on the lips is coming. That's all I'm going to say. Who who have we got? Well, I've got Seymour Butts, who had the highest rated score in the first one. Mate from footy. That's the that's type of name you'd rate, I reckon. Yeah, it's not a bad name. I'm all about a good super coach name. I was like, at first I looked at it, I was like, see what I'm like, oh, really? Really? Who have you got? Oh, you've got Will Diss. Oh, here we go. <laughs> he will be listening to this because he loves a good listen on the way to uni on the train. I will see. I better win, otherwise I'll never hear the end of it. Well, your projected is close. Wait till the changes come through down. Yeah. Mate, we'll be flying. I really want to make a change to my squad, but I don't know who I want. I don't know. Do you reckon Noah Bolters are worth getting rid of? Oh, yeah, get rid of him. That's some serious coin, yeah. too. 349. That's not bad. You get a decent defender in there. Get, um, who was that? Get, uh, Bowie. Yeah, he's going real well. He's yeah. gonna be a star. Dill's a big mm-hmm. fan of Bowie. I think everyone is. He looks good. He's had the best start to an AFL career ever. Hasn't lost yet. Yeah, I think he was saying Jake Bowie. Look out! He could be the rising star winner. He called that early in the year. Yeah, it's not a bad call. He's, he's did, really... did he win the NAB rising? Did he get it on? 
think he has a nom, yeah. He might. Yeah, I think he got last last week. He had thirty odd touches, didn't he? Yeah, he played well. All right, well, I think that's just about it. So uh, thanks, guys, for listening. And we can officially confirm on this podcast, next week we have some big news. Next week. Oh, what do you got? Next week, locked in as of about an hour or two ago, my good mate, Melbourne Demons player, James Harms will be joining the podcast. Old Harmsy, eh? Harmsy. That's good. Well done. Locked in. I asked him, and he goes, next Tuesday, he calls me Tricky. And oh yeah, oh, yeah. Old Cooper Gretsch will be absolutely devastated that you've got an AFL player on oh, and he doesn't. I tell you what, on Cooper Grant, you'll love this. So, did you see his post saying, "If anyone knows any ex AFL players, let them know. I'd love to get him on the podcast." Yeah. <laughs> One of the boys from footy commented and absolutely stitched up Brandon White and tagged him in the comments, and then so. <laughs> The AFL trade rumors started messaging Jamie's like, "Oh, can you give me Brandon's like details? Do you reckon he'll do it?" And he goes, "He was messaging him that much. Jamie had to block him because he wouldn't leave him alone." And then, but even oh worse, God. he went on his um, trade rumors went on his personal profile, like Cooper Grange, and started messaging Brandon White. He got introducing oh. who he is. He goes, "Oh, I, I run this Facebook page." And he's just like, "What have you got me into here, Plum?" It was it's an absolute, <laughs> that's, that's it's an absolute stitch up. He's a pest, that bloke. Oh yeah, Dill loves him. Oh, yeah. You can imagine. Oh. Dill's like, we got to get him on. I'm like, Dill, do not get him on, do we? I tell you, tell you another person we've definitely locked into. You'll, you'll love this. As of probably three hours, five, no, five hours ago, earlier today, Big Bev's locked in, hundred percent now. Oh yes, love the Bev. Because he asked me, what what time do we record on, on a Monday now? And I was, I was like, what time suits you best? We can do anything. So he's definitely locked in. Got his email and everything. Beautiful. That's awesome. I was like, got to look professional. Get his email. We'll email him. That's good. That's good. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I think that's about it, guys. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Connor, again for coming on. I know you love it. Anytime, mate. Anytime to help you out. Anyways, guys, see you guys next week. Make sure you tune in next week for James Harms and stream this on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as always, and follow all our socials on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks, guys. Bye. Recording stopped.